0: Your starting lineup, Turner Ripplinger, Troy Koser, Tory Coglin, and your host, Drew Koser. Presented by Nissan Regina, here is the Off the Huzzle Podcast. Hey everybody! We're back to another episode off the hustle, episode 118. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host. I'm joined by Stat Guy Rip. First time in a long time back in house. No Troy today. No Tory today. So one D and one T. Uh, Going to be a hell of a podcast today with a great guest. Uh, he's a nail, not actually a nail. He's a nail gun. <laughs> it's tough. Um, but first, we welcome Rip back into the studio, uh, back in Saskatchewan, the city that rhymes with fun. Regina. We are back. We are getting done back. We are back. We are getting done back. What's and we, up? And we're the three best friends at. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. What's back up? Back in Canada. Nothing, just I'm back spending eight dollars on a beer now. Yeah. So, they're expensive. It is what it is. Get the back. Good to be back. See, lost Dude, my teeth while i going Spit over it here. out. Yeah. I just got new teeth. I'm learning how to use them. Oh, they look nice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's good. Just being back with the buddies. Good to see you. My old pal. My old buddy. Old and, pal. Uh, you Yeah. give me a little. I'll give you a nuggie. <laughs> okay. So you've been back for about a week now, I think. I come back Wednesday night. Back Wednesday night. So yeah. less than a week.
1: Yeah.
0: You've golfed a few times. Twice. Once with me. Yes. We played. I thought you played pretty solid. They won. I didn't know you shot what you shot until you told me after. I thought yeah, you were yeah, a lot like, better. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were like 75. I thought you were close to me. Nope. Um, but once you get those new irons in, a new driver from uh, from Mike to the boys, Michael, Dirty Mike to Taylor and the boys, Michael, <laughs> Michael, where's my club, Michael? Where's my class, Michael? Give me my money, man. So, yes, we will be getting those right away. But I have to say that right away, this driver is unbelievable. And anyone that says it's not, doesn't know how to play. Suck it. This thing, I launch it. And I love this M2 Max. But this thing is a whole nother year better. <laughs> a whole nother <laughs> model better. Um, it goes far. I hit it really well. My wedge needs, needs some work. But rounds one, I shot even. Round two, I shot one over. So it, for having no expectations at all and not playing all winter, I'll take that as I should. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> not complaining. Nope. Kozak shot four deep first time play with him. Shot three yeah. deep today. Three deep, two deep. Yeah. He's on a heater. Yeah, he's hot. It's <laughs> hot. Best guy at the Royal. He's buzzing right now. He might be the best guy now. No, he is. He's the best guy at the Royal. Who's better? Cars <sighs> is pretty good. Yeah, Cars is good. I mean, Humble Bray, I, I, I can get a goal when I have to, but fuck, he's good right now. Cars, Mitch is good. Go on. there's some good players there. Yeah. You're up there. Royal's a wagon. I'm Royal's a wagon. Yeah, that's <laughs> a That's what leave that right there. Royal is a wagon. Yeah. Uh, looking good too. So, of course, it opened up last week. Um, we did a few polls on the on the Twitter page the past week. Let's go over that quickly here, Rip, because that's what we're doing today. Hot dogs. Yeah, hot dogs was the winner. So, we did, uh, what's your halfway, uh, your snack after nine holes? Hot dog, sandwich, chocolate bar, or other? 60% was hot dog. 21% was a sandwich. Chocolate bar was 7%. Other was 12%. And the other was a, a wrap for sure or egg salad. Sandy. You had one of those today. Oh, elite. Uh, Zig. Zigmeister. Ziggy. Beer and some lettuce. <laughs> and yeah. Barley sandwich. So Zig, he, he likes the, the beer and some, some lettuce. Uh, I remember last we played and he got, what did he get? Two silver bullets he, at the turn and Nip one. You boys on a silver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the poll recently. So hot dog won that one. Uh, I was surprised four days ago when the course opened up that a lot of people weren't golfing. There was a lot of nose. There was a lot of spots open today too.
1: Really? Yeah. Weather, right? Probably yeah, everyone- pissed on here
0: yeah that was that was outrageous. but uh yeah, you, you kind of thought you were gonna get rained on. We ended up not It was actually a pretty good day, but that was yesterday we played and we got like we played at three twenty eight and it was so nice. and then like whole ten or eight to eleven was Antarctica, freezing, and then it was hot again. so it was nice. We didn't get rained on, but it was perfect weather. Welcome to Sask. <laughs> yeah, the unpredictable. So yeah, and then I noticed for men's night this week, there's like two spots open. It's wild. First one. First one. It's supposed to rain. I hope yeah, not. It's probably. But uh, we're back though. So back. Golf courses are open. I, th- I think every course, they are got to be close in the province. I know Wafta Sioux getting closer. Um, but yeah, it's good though. Tell us your scores. I don't know. Some people are shooting right now right off the gate. Like I had no, like I said, expectations at all. Nice yeah. one played. As you should. As I should. And I learned that now. Just go play. Just go play. My putter, though? Guys. In the bank. Guys. It's just a sport. It's just a sport. I was always told this when I was younger. You're not good enough to be mad. Just go play. That is that is true. Um, one of our our top sponsors, Divots, uh, I think they just closed shop for the, for the year. They made it all the way into April, and I think they had a hell of a year. Uh, I talked to Jay and the guys over there the other day, and I, I couldn't – I just couldn't be it enough this year with hockey, but it looked bananas there. Like it was always busy full till 2 AM or whatever the hell it is, but they must've done all right. So shout out divots. Take those divots outside now. Yeah. For the summer. The um, okay. Where were we? We got to talk some hockey. We got to talk some, some golf PGA. Um, we got to talk about your, this past weekend, you had a tournament this weekend. You want to talk about that at all or. Sure. Sure. Go go for it. <laughs> played played in the Oscana Cup this weekend. I can't believe I played, honestly. Got home Wednesday. Yeah. Played Friday night. I don't know. Played. It was like playing playoff hockey again. These fucking <laughs> guys. Back to Hack, war. Yeah, hacking and whacking. Um with money on the line and everything like that. So uh we ended up winning, but then there's some controversy about a protest and I don't even know what went on, but we oh. ended up winning the tournament. Wow. Yeah. There it is. That was. Winners win. Time. Winners win. So, that's that's. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Went from playoff hockey to playoff hockey. That is, Yeah. You're like that guy that they just pick up at every deadline. Pick him up. I'm silly. Pick him up. I'm silly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, golf. Max Homer wins Tempo this past town. weekend. Oh, Tempo Town. So, I think I saw a stat today. Like, it was two, two first places, 10 top tens, 20 top. I don't know what the hell it was. It doesn't matter. He's playing good golf right now, and he wins again. I love watching him play this weekend. Um, I think they're at, where are they at this weekend? Is it 18B, AT, I think? 18? Possibly. I don't know. I should know that. You should know that you're the golf guy. <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. Last which guest though was, uh, or two which right now was Jimmy, Jimmy Lambert, Jimmy, Jimbo, AT-AT, Jimbo, Byron Nelson. know uh, it was halfway there. Yeah. Um, thoughts on last, last, uh, last guest there, rep. That was awesome. Jimmy's the best. He's just a good dude. He's a good dude. Jimbo. One of the good guys of hockey. Yeah. So he's now in the second round of playoffs with, uh, Bridgeport. I don't think he's gotten to game yet. I talked to him the other day, so just waiting for his chance to get in the lineup. But, yeah, you know, obviously we're rooting for him. So NHL talk, the playoffs are kind of meh. Like, can we just get one one goal game and some overtime? 6-1, 7-1, 9-3. Like Pittsburgh and Rangers went a triple overtime. game, The win. first game. But like now it's just blowouts. And it's just Irkins nasty. Yeah. Even that game, it was like 4 nothing. Then they got back to 4-4. That was a game. Actually, they've had yeah. some solid games. But Colorado's on the, you know, they're about to sweep. Sound like the Guilford Flames yeah. is coming back all the time. Let's read what Jayhan wrote in today. Oh, boy, Jayhan. He writes in. I'm sure he'll talk about them, but how about them, Avalanche? Going for the sweep tonight? Who knows? Is Colorado sweep tonight? Probably. Probably. But I think they're, they're so good. <laughs> they're dumb good. Like their worst players good <laughs> there's no weak spots in the team no actually that was a scary thing that happened happen with Kemper's eye though yeah oh, you see that Oof. anything involving eyes eye. freak me out it's it's gross. even Bergeron's eye how about the Bruins battle back now is it 2-2 now in that series now I think 2-2 now because they won two at home and then Carolina went two at home Um, the Leafs. We got. We got to talk about them. Like, let's not beat around the bush here. This series is comical. (laughs) It's just shit kicking after shit kicking back and forth. They have to win, but do they win at home? I don't know. Is it over? I think it might be lightning in six now. (laughs) Is it three one? It's two two. At least one on the road. Yeah. Oof. They've went back and forth. Oh, yeah. No oh, okay. No one's won two in a row yet. Wow. Well, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Two wins so far. Yeah. Two wins. to five in the playoffs. They'll never win with Jack Campbell. That guy sucks. Oh, I'm yeah, not a suit fan. He, who is? If you are, you're an idiot. He's such a nice guy, though, I think. He's a weirdo. Wow. He hangs out with cats. <laughs> like he just talks to his cats all the time. He's a weirdo. Timmy Hortons. Shocker goalie. So, yeah. If you're a Jack Campbell fan, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, think- that's mean,
0: but you're, you're wrong. If you're a Jack, Gamble you don't fan. think they're gonna win, they'll never win with Jack Campbell. Um, you know what? Hey, you're probably right. You're probably right. No, I am, but I, I'm not, I, I'm just frustrated with watching that team. They don't, they don't excite me, they're so good. They're a power play team, yeah. And ugh, what are um, your do you see that video on Willie Nealander last night? Yeah, I did. And there's a, there's a few, I had a couple of takes on it. I watched it about 10 times, 11 times, the nine out of 10 out of 11 times. I'm like, yeah, you you gotta make at least half an effort to get there and show up for it. But then I watched it before I got over here and I was like, I think he was waiting for the guy to like backhand it up the wall, like trying to peel off, like, you know, they seal the wall. Yeah. Like he was, you knew what he was doing, but he was. No, he bailed. He bailed. But I think he was hoping to, like, it would have came back that yeah, way. I don't mind it at all. The 10, the 10 and 11, I'm like, I mean, fuck, I'm probably, I'm probably doing the same thing. Oh, I'm 100% doing the same thing. You're down 5 nothing, With that meatball coming at you? No. <laughs> so, you got a series to win, not a win. Not to score For everyone to say, you know, he's a milk bag, this and that. No, nope. He's fucking disgusting. He's sick. He's actually a pretty tough player, too. Like, tough to play against. And so what he... And for the announcer to say, I'd bench him the rest of the game... Scored two goals. Yeah. It would have been nine nothing if he didn't score. So fuck, who cares? Do I expect him to fight? No. Not at all. But that guy, that guy had one churn equate his name is likely gonna put him through the glass. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's getting paid a million a year. Yeah. It's yeah. I'd be doing the same thing. I think <laughs> Honestly, people gave him way too hard of a time for like in a five nothing game. There's bigger fish to fry. Oh, and everyone's saying, "Oh, that's why they won't win." It wasn't do or die game. You didn't need to score there. If it's if it's a two two game in overtime, I bet she's first to puck. Yeah, yeah. I, I it was five nothing. They didn't need to score. Yeah, it wasn't over. It wasn't game seven. It wasn't game four. It or whatever. that wasn't a do or die game. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm it was more. Over. I'm more valuable in the game. in Game five than I am hurt for the next three.
1: Yep.
0: So, for anyone that shits on Nylander take a look in the mirror. <laughs> to be honest, though, I mean, yeah. fuck, like, I bet you, everyone that's, oh, that's a mirror, but you're soft. Go play an NHL game. Yeah. Go play against men <laughs> that are trying to kill you. Like, I, I just, people are so quick to judge and they see one angle. The first few times, I, I was like, okay, maybe, but at the same time, I was like, well, wait a minute. I don't really need my best guy getting blown up. Yeah. Probably not even playing him, to be honest with down by nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, Anyways, I, I if the Leafs win at home and they can get it to six, who is home ice? Leafs are home ice. So yep. they, if they do win at home in seven, they have a chance, I think, at home. Fuck, they got to win. If they lose tonight, they're toast. Mm-hmm. Toast. They're starting to parade in Tampa. Yeah. So Oilers, though, they're, is it 2-2 two, two now, too? Two. Two. Yeah, they're in a little bit of pickle now there. LA is pushing hard. Yeah. That Thursday nasty. Sick. I was happy they lost last night because now I get to go watch them. Yeah, I heard you're going. Yeah, it's pretty sick in LA. Uh, so during the final of uh, the Oscana, we uh they did like I was like, it was in between whistles, and it was like, and from your out of town scoreboard, the uh, Edmonton Oilers are down 2 nothing to the uh LA Kings, and we wanted them to lose because we're gonna go watch game six in LA content. Yeah, exactly. That's sick. Going. Um, so <laughs> When they announced that, I like look at my parents like, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> During the game. <laughs> that is sick. Yeah. So uh, yeah, now we get to go. Uh, here's my one thing. I said it months ago on the podcast about Dreisaitl. When things don't go his way, his body language sucks. I know he's unreal. I know he's so skilled and he's talented and he can score 50 and I can't score 50 in the show. I get all that. There was a few plays last night I was like, you're a leader of this team? That, that's the scout in you, though. <sighs> it is. Body language. I guess. Yeah. But fuck, man. Like, I feel like McDavid might do it when the cameras are off, but like he's just... I don't know. But he does compete, though, when the game's there. like He's there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they were down two at the time. And the one thing that amazed me is that LA's winning without Doughty. I think he's still one of the best team in the league. I couldn't tell you. I haven't watched him in a long time, so... But So, they're, they're in a tough one there. Cowdery, they're 2-2 now. Um, the,
1: I, I they're like not the 2-2. Plays.
0: Dallas is up 2-1. I think Dallas wins that series. They're up 2-1? Yeah. They play at night. Oh, sorry. Um, Dallas is good. They're mean. They're heavy. They're super skilled, I think, at times. Like, from their back end up, yeah. Klingberg and Heishen and Heishen, like, gross. And then you have... How about the stat of, I think 64 goals now, Joel Pavelski, Joel, Joe Pavelski. the most goals by an American born player in the playoffs. That's gross. Yeah, he's been in the league for 20 years, 64 playoff goals. Yeah. He's made some long playoff runs too. And he had two goals off the far pad last night. Thank you. POP oh. pass up pad. Yeah. As a coach, you're just so horny. I was like, <laughs> Oh, let's that. cut that clip. Books on that. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. What else is there now well, and Nashville? They're, they're toasted yeah. They're done. Sorry, Jen. Fuck. Um, See you soon, Jenner. Who else is there? Pittsburgh Rangers. Good series, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Washington. Is Tech. Malcolm playing? I think yeah. he is, but... Uh, I. Yeah, he is. Okay. scored the OT winner in that triple overtime game. Good, because I've and noticed then, uh, the last three games. So Washington, Florida, too. How about the first rounds? They just powerhouses yeah it's wild year, there's like there's there's little gap, especially in the east there's little gap between the top teams and the bottom like first to eight it's wild yeah okay well i think we've gone long enough here um let's go to our guest our guest today nails talked about them right away at the top of the show tough can fight can play good dude just in general i think full-time caveman too full-time caveman loves to cook <laughs> got a new new thing going on called post up he from toronto born and raised in toronto ontario he played for the edmonton Oilers. a stint a stint fuck more games than i had we, we call it right. a cup of coffee with new jersey devils there joe yeah a cup of sludge yeah a couple of black black coffees black mud they call it a couple of mud a couple of mud um luke gazzard sick yep good, good dude, dude. Jinx. Yeah, we be best yep. Uh, yeah. So great guest today. Great interviews. About 50 minutes, 5 0. Um, if you want to skip our, uh, us talking, by all means. Probably should do that. Yeah. Best interest. But Luke, uh, great interview. I hope everyone enjoys it. Turn around. I know you had fun. So here's episode 118 Luke Gazdick. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Off the Huzzle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility so it will be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection and with easy care and time saving features such as durable collars, added spandex and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms.
0: All righty, we're pleased to have on today from Toronto, Ontario. Drafted in the sixth round to the Dallas Stars in the 2007 NHL Draft, he's now retired and has made his debut on Sportsnet Talking Hockey. He's also has a new thing going on called post-up. So after all that, ladies and gentlemen, we're happy to have join us today. Luke Gazdick.
2: Oh, thanks for having me boys. I like that intro. Appreciate it. Right.
0: We got shit to talk about today. I can't wait till we get late in the interview. (laughs) The post-up.
2: Let's get after
0: it. We're going to talk about the post-up later, but I have questions about it. I don't know what it's all about. I was trying to read it, but we'll get into that in a bit here. I want to know, first off, what's new with you, what's going on and what's happening in your world.
2: Man, um, you know, I want to say freshly retired, but it's been a couple years now. Toronto's been a bit of a battle to get stuff going. But, um, you know, I got my hands on a couple different things. I was out in Edmonton last weekend. I'm doing some alumni stuff with them. I was at the game. I was at game two, sorry. And then uh, just working on some things here in Toronto and, you know, just trying to figure out my life after hockey.
0: I love it. So before we get more of this, but I wanted to mention, because you said newly retired. So 1920. Was that probably due to COVID? Just kind of just was tired of all that stuff, or, or yeah. So like
2: we were we were in Tucson, Arizona. I was playing with San Diego, and uh, we cut our road trip short. We came home, and it was March 2020, and uh, they gave us the weekend off, and then uh, they told us all just to go home. And they're like, you know what? We'll see what happens here with the season. The season ended up getting canceled, and. To be honest, boys, like my heart really wasn't it anymore. My body wasn't working anymore. I wasn't playing that much, but still, like my body's been through the ringer, and right. um, it was it was just kind of a good time for me to reflect. And I moved back to Toronto and made a decision shortly after that I was going to stop. And you know, all things just kind of led to that decision. So uh, that was my last game. Yeah, March twenty twenty.
0: Wow. Jeez, that's a tough year that's a tough month for everyone in the world i think no kidding (laughs) so
2: you're happy with your decision you're happy with how life's going right now yeah i am to be honest uh i miss a lot of things but i think the number one question that any former athlete or hockey player gets that i've gotten is like you know do you miss it and i miss like every point about it until like actually stepping on the ice like in the dressing room or like in the lounge in the gym in the dressing room getting ready and then as soon as I got on the ice, it was stressful for me. I put a lot of pressure on myself and I was fighting a lot too. Right. And it's just, it, it was a hard, hard life for me for 11 years. And, um, I, I don't mind being away from it for now.
0: Fair enough. Well, you, you had, a, you had a hell of a career. and we'll, we'll touch on that in just a bit here, but I want to, yeah, I want to see. you might be one of the first guests that we've had on that's born and raised in like right in the city of Toronto. Um, I want to know what a young Luke Gadget was doing, you know, sports, hobbies, what kind of shit you are up to uh, as a young Luke?
2: And you know, it's so funny. Like I played a lot of hockey in Alberta. I was just there and I just feel like Toronto gets such a bad rap all around the whole country. <laughs> like everyone hates, everyone's like, oh, Leaf fans are insufferable. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. But like, I grew up here. I love this city more than anything. I always come back here. Uh, I was a big Leaf fan growing up. I used to take the subway down with my dad and my uncle. Uh, We used to go to Maple Leaf Gardens, watch, you know, Dougie Gilmore and these guys play. And then in the early 2000s, we had like, uh, you know, the Ty Domi, Brian McCabe, um, Darcy Tucker, like these early 2000s Leafs teams that I loved watching. But I was just playing minor hockey in the city and uh, I played in the GTHL, which is, you know, the league here in Toronto. And I went to uh, middle school and high school at a school called St. St. Michael's College School here in Toronto. It's an all boys private catholic kind of high school where it's very sports oriented um yeah i'm just a toronto kid through and through and i, I love it man i can't see enough good things about it i know it gets a bad rap but <laughs> i love it here man and i'll always come back it's awesome yeah a
0: couple months ago i went there for my work visa for a night and i got to stay in a hotel right across the street from university of toronto had a blast yeah, <laughs> one night uh, it's,
2: uh, it's called the annex that area there it's a great area of town that's why i love sorry just keep the you know the toronto thing going there's just just, like so many little pockets like that that's the annex close to the university and like there's just so many cool little areas in toronto that you can explore it's not just like a leaf sports town like there's just a lot of culture and history and uh i love it
0: that's awesome (laughs) that's great so luke um you go on to play for one of the best OHL franchises um the erie otters um what did that mean to you and your family
2: I don't know if you're being sarcastic there, but uh, (laughs) it was to me. McDavid put it on the map.
0: Yeah, it's McDavid on the map. Uh, I
2: guess. Yeah. Honestly, it was a cool little blue collar town. It meant a lot for my family, for me to get trashed there. And I didn't play my under, um, but I, I, you know, played at my 17 year old year, made it. I was a late round pick, ninth round. You know, fought my way on there. Not even necessarily fought my way on there, but literally you know just kind of worked my way on there and um it was a great experience for me i got to play for robbie for who's an absolute you know gem of a coach and one of my favorites and played with ryan o'reilly and you know anthony peluso mike a number of guys that went on to play in the nhl obviously ryan snook o'reilly is probably the most famous one that i've played right. with but what a, what a time it was for me to get to play there
0: that's awesome all right i'm gonna backtrack i'm looking at your db here so you played for the op jhl is that junior a
2: yeah it's junior ontario like southern ontario junior A.
0: yeah so you played there at 16 hey
2: yeah 105
0: yeah. pims as a 16 year
2: old <laughs> jesus christ i think i had like 17 and 17 with 105 pims as a 16 year old what not a bad stat line hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. I, I wasn't even supposed to be there that year. In in uh, Saloon, Ontario, Junior, you can only have two 16 year sixteen-year-olds, and you know they had already committed to someone else. He ended up making the OHL, and they, I got a late call. And that's just kind of like a like a you know um, a metaphor of my entire career. Is like I wasn't supposed to be there, but I got there and used yeah. the opportunity to stay there, and then like I made the most of it. And then that's just kind of like that's basically my whole career. Is like a guy that like probably wasn't supposed to be at that level at that time, but he used his opportunity and right. yeah, just made most of it.
0: So you, you mentioned his name, Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, you play with him. And obviously we all know what he does now with the St. Louis blues and you one know, a top, you know, what, what was it like playing with a guy like that, you know, in your three years there? And I think he came for years two and three, I believe, Um, you know, yeah. years two and three for you, but you know, what was it like playing with him? Like, was he, was he a late bloomer? Or was he kind of a stud right away?
2: And he was honestly the same player he is now. He just, he didn't move as well. But the work ethic is like nothing I've ever seen of any teammate, not just in junior and pro hockey. This guy had habits and things that he was doing at 16 that I had only started doing in my mid twenties. We're talking things on the ice skill drills and and conditioning stuff that he did. Um, He was doing this stuff when we were like 16, he sat beside me in the dressing room and he was just like, he was so mature. He had this really calm, cool head on his shoulders and uh, uh, just a really cool kid too. Like he just like, he loves to hang out, like loves to just whatever, play vids or play guitar. Like he's pretty easy going, uh, but I know he was then. I'm still friends with him now, but incredible hockey player. And when I look back at my career and like, even before that, obviously we're talking about junior, it's probably one of the proudest things I've had is to be able to take a 16 year old run around, around under my wing and kind of teach him the ropes. Absolutely. Rip.
0: All right. So, I mean, you played a tough role. I mean, everyone knows that. And we just, we talked about it a little bit. Um, um, oh my, you played a tough role. Oh, did I ever, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So that's always been part of your game. I mean, you, you found a way to get to the NHL playing that role. So just, just walk us through or what it's like to be like
2: that. So, I mean, we talked about, like, while well, I talked about growing up and playing the GTHL, and even, even in Wexford, I think I had 105 pins, but I didn't really fight a lot. I was never, like, a confrontational guy on the ice. I, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to be a skilled guy. I think every tough guy, you'll ask him, what, <laughs> would you rather fight 20 times a year, or would you rather score 20 goals? Yeah. I can tell you the answer almost every time. Like, yeah, I didn't want to be fighting all these guys 20 times a year, but, you know, I got to Erie, and I started fighting, and you know, I was good at it. Like I was winning these fights and I started to pick up on little tendencies that I thought like that I thought were easy that guys didn't pick up on. And I started to learn stuff along the way. And then uh, by the time I got to pro, that was kind of the MO for me was, you know, he's a tough guy that can skate and play, but he's going to play on your fourth line and he'll fight your tough guys. And so I kind of stepped into that. And I realized that if I was going to make it anywhere, I kind of had to do that. And it wasn't always fun at times it was hardly fun ever the only fun time was like right after those fights and stuff yeah yeah Getting the the admiration from the fans and the teammates but it's a stressful lifestyle but i wouldn't have it any other way i don't know if i'd do it again but i wouldn't have it i I wouldn't have it any other way it's a tough role and it's a tough thing to uh to accomplish on a daily basis but man i did it and i did it for a long time i'm super proud of it
0: so luke like one of my relatives, Joey Coaster, he did it a long time in the national hockey league. Obviously he's a, yep. I heard he was nails. I mean, I missed that genetic for sure. Um, but he was tough and he fought the big guys and the small guys and this and that, but it's like, he told me one time that the skilled guys just felt so much safer. Obviously. I mean, obviously that's their job to help them and, you know, protect them a bit, but their team loved those guys so much. I mean, would you say when you, know, even when you were at Edmonton or, you know, would you say that those guys respected those guys that much more just being, you know, that enforcer role?
2: Yeah, I think so. The gruesome Tucson there in uh, Detroit, Joy Kosher, Bob Probert, two of the biggest legends ever. Uh, I mean, I, I, for me, I just got treated so well by guys just cause I think it just went uh, unspoken and I kind of came into the perfect storm in Edmonton where we had, you know, Neil Yakupov, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberly, and then, Next two years, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, like, I had these kids that, and you're not, like, another tough guy on the other team isn't going to take a huge run at Connor, but I'm talking guys, like, halfway through the lineup, depth guys, and, right. you know, if, if anything happened to, you know, Halsey, for for instance, you know, just go over and have a conversation with him, just say, hey, you know, do you plan on playing this way the rest of the game? Would you want me to make your life hard here? Like kind of like have conversations <laughs> with guys like this. And I know it kind of sounds like scary for me to say like, you know, but like, and then if it was a bigger guy, I wouldn't even have that conversation. It would just be non-negotiable. I'd be like, Hey, you're not doing that ever again. And um, it paid dividends, man. And, I, and not even on a monetary wise, we'd go out for dinners and these guys would pick up tabs for me and um, they just like treated me really well. And, and it wasn't, I wasn't ever any looking for any, like anything like that. It was just me just wanting to make sure that everyone felt, you know, calm and safe out there and right. they could work on, they could focus on their role and I'll, I'll take care of the rest, you know? Fuck. That's sweet. It's,
0: we had a guy yes. like that this year. He, I got in a scrum with one of the bigger guys and he's just like, Hey, like you can do whatever you want, but make sure you do it with me on the ice. Like, and I was, yeah. like, I was like, that's cool. <laughs> So Luke, I know look, look. I remember
2: I remember saying this we were in San Diego, just kind of uh piggybacking off that story. And I was playing in Stockton and Andrew Majapani was our first line left wing. He's wearing number 26. And I remember one of their tough guys took a run at him. He's on the he's on the first line. And I remember just looking at him. And I like, skated up very calmly behind him. I just like, hey, anyone but 26. I was like, take a run at anyone. You touch yeah. 26 <laughs> again, there you're gonna have a problem. And we're not <laughs> gonna be having this conversation like this so it's like i'm like i kind of get fired up thinking about it but it's just like stuff like that we're protecting your guys make sure they feel comfortable
0: absolutely that it felt made me feel so much better too i was like fuck like you feel invincible you don't feel invincible but you feel like you can handle the puck make more plays and yeah for sure
2: for sure i mean you're shit. i wish someone did that for me (laughs) yeah i know you (laughs) would have scored a couple more goals
1: (laughs) you're
0: fired up i mean i'm i coach now son now I'm i'm like i don't want this guy on my team Yeah. (laughs) you Junior again, Luke. Um, Speaking of junior, after your junior years, you got drafted to the Dallas Stars in the sixth round of the NHL draft. These are always good ones. You know, I'm sure Turner's asked about your draft stories. We like those ones. But first, how special was it, you know, that day for you and your family? Um, Man, like, I think me and Turner always talk about just how cool that day would be, you know, just for to be there and get drafted and, you know, what it's like to put on that jersey and shake a few hands.
2: Yeah. So... Well, two part about this was like, I didn't go to the Uh 12 football, uh, I, I, well, I just, I didn't go. Like I, I had talked to two teams the entire year. I filled out like uh, a psych exam for the New York Islanders. They make, they come around and do these tests. So I did that. And then I went out for lunch. I went out for lunch with the regional Toronto scout of, for Dallas on wednesday and the draft the first round was on friday second round saturday or second to seventh round saturday and i went out for lunch with him on wednesday and that's when i started thinking i'm like if i'm going out for lunch with this guy on wednesday they probably have me on their board but i also really didn't think like i was like there's no chance so i ended up going to a prom on friday on the friday and i woke up <laughs> saturday and i said I said, I called my mom. I said, do not call me. No, I don't want to hear it all day. Like, and you know, we didn't have any social media. Like I, right. we, we there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram. Like, so someone was going to have to call me. And you know, it was like the draft ended at two and it was like 1.15. And I was like, oh man, my phone hasn't rung yet. This sucks. Like, and it was like one twenty, and my buddy called me. He's like, oh, you just got drafted to Dallas. I called my mom. I'm like, you didn't call me? And she's like, I, you told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you kidding me? You wouldn't call me even though I got it. So I like raced home. We called everyone we knew and like invited everyone over. We had a house here in a uh, suburb of, not suburb of Toronto, but just in North Toronto. And um, it was just a really cool night. It was, uh, it was I was late pick, right? 172nd overall, I think. You know, we'll have to do the math on that, but um, sixth round. And I just, I couldn't believe it, to be honest, because I had a good year. Like I scored a couple goals and fought some guys, but I was like, there's absolutely no way. did he have like
0: 50 points. Strong. What did you, you have last year, junior? Do you have 50 or something? Or oh,
2: last year, junior, I had 20 goals. But my draft year, I had like... Oh, the year prior. Goals. Were you drafted yeah, 18? Well, two, two years prior, yeah. So my draft year, I had... Yeah, I didn't play that well. But just an unbelievable. And Dallas was so cool, man. I was just like, this is awesome. Mike Medano, all these guys. You like the history. And I'm just like, yeah. So, oh, so you're, it was cool, man. It was really cool.
0: So you're, did did you go to so your first main camp? Or is it, what are they called in the show? Is it called... Uh... Well, training camp. Oh, you you go,
2: go to rookie camp first.
0: Rookie camp and then main camp. Or so it's different
2: camp. now because like everybody makes main camp now. If you're 17, they yeah. bring yeah. everyone in there. Man, back in the day, you had to grind to get to main they camp. To like you had to make camp. it out of right. You had to make it out of rookie camp. They had to decide to bring you there, and then once they brought you there, they had to like put you in full like full war. So like for me, it took I think three tries at training camp to make main camp. I think it was uh, wasn't until I signed. Wow. Or maybe it, yeah i think it was i was 19 yeah because we do this rookie tournament in traverse city michigan every year which right. was an absolute back in the day boys it was an absolute gong show it was just like it was literally like rough and rowdy or like a loyal, yeah rock everyone's like, going it was like every team had like two or three guys and they were like all right you can either score or you can fight show me what you can do it was outrageous so uh Like we had to pass through a couple of those, but I finally made main camp when I was 19, me and Jamie, Ben, Jamie, Ben was fourth round. I was sixth or he was fifth round. I was sixth round. Um, We made our first main camp and we almost made the team that year. He ended up making the team that year and I got sent to Austin. So
0: did did you uh, fight Jamie at camp? (laughs)
2: <laughs> no god no he's tough as nails man you yeah, <laughs> did you see his off,
0: comments right? there in there yeah in, man, in the media? I, was, I,
2: was, I was gonna comment on one of the because it got reposted by a bunch of people but i know James personally and i know that little smirk and i just i was laughing so hard because he <laughs> would he's a he would he would beat the absolute wheel he switched to his left and beat the wheels off maddie to chuck i'll tell you that right now oh,
0: <laughs> he's a southpaw hey he's a both doesn't oh. like it,
2: but he loves throwing his lefts. Yeah. yeah, he loves it. He's a righty, but he loves loves getting the lefts in there. He's a really – I <laughs> I don't want to say I'm surprised he's still playing and doing this well just because he's such a big, heavy body, but he's made a really good career for himself. Great pro and great captain.
0: Hey, here's a question. What the hell does he wear at the bottom of his socks? I've always wondered that, like that black uh, – Tape. No, it's, a, it's like a, a, a Achilles guard or something around – you know, oh
2: on his uh on his ankles yeah, yeah
0: it's like yeah let me look
2: i'll have to look for that i know i can't get it live on the pod now but i'm gonna have to text you and you're <laughs> after saying. i gotta look at it i haven't i haven't uh, i haven't taken a look in a while but i can guarantee i can tell you what it is do you pay attention to details like that then no i never did and then i lived with taylor hall for three years and he is like the most meticulous like attention to detail guy
0: yeah
2: he like he can tell you any guy's shot left right what what tape they have you know what stick they use it's unbelievable I'll be sitting there are you like that too oh I love it he's a loser with that shit Man, I'll be coach I'll be sitting on the couch I'll be like Halsey uh you know I'll give him like Jared Spurgeon he'll be like you know East end, right shot, black tape. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, how do you know Half-played that? Like, tape. I don't. I don't understand that. It uses grip tape. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, but me, man, I I was honestly, I was just so nervous every game. I wasn't like those guys are so calm. I think that's why they're so good. Like I lived with yeah. Connor as well, and they're just really calm, and that you can, you can absorb those details. Where for me, I was just like trying to breathe and make sure yeah. that I wasn't gonna pass out on the bench, you know.
0: Okay, well, let's go to this. And after, because uh, after you played a few years in the American Hockey League, you uh, got your first NHL game. Played two and a half seasons with the Edmonton Oilers. First game in the show. What was it like? And what was it like playing in Edmonton? I mean, I like the city. The fans are good, I think, when they're yeah. winning.
2: Oh, they're great. Um,
0: you know, walk us through your yeah, walk us through your first game, and maybe maybe the day leading up to it, and you know, maybe the pre Yeah, kill, who knows? Yeah,
2: I, I can do this. I can talk do about this nerves. Story. So. So I, um, I, let's see where I can start this. I was playing for Dallas in training camp and our last exhibition game was versus Edmonton. And um, I was trying to go after Steve McIntyre a little bit. He was their tough guy at the time and just didn't work. I ended up scoring that game and I thought I had had a really good camp. I thought, you know, I'd been in Dallas in the minors for four years. I said, you know what? This is probably my year to make it. They told they me I'm going out on waivers. Going back to Austin, so I drive down to Austin. I'm devastated, right? You know, fifth year in a row in the in, in the in the minors with no NHL experience yet, no games yet, and uh, the waivers clear at 12. And at 12:01, uh, I got called in the coach's office, and um, our coach Willie Desjardins said, uh, "Hey, uh, Craig McTavish is on the phone. He wants to talk to you." And I, as soon as I heard that, right, like I'm getting chills thinking about it right now because I just remember thinking, "Oh my you God." I was like, Oh my God, Edmondson. Like, so I pick up the phone and he goes, Hey, this is Craig with He goes, uh, you ever played in the NHL? And I'm like, well, Hey, you should probably know that. <laughs> up <Yeah>. waivers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, no, he's like, well, you're, this is Sunday, Sunday at noon or Sunday at uh, midday, sorry. Or noon. Yeah. And he goes, um, you're going to play in your first exp- or in your first NHL game, Tuesday night, hockey night, in Canada, our home opener versus Winnipeg. And I almost dropped the phone. I was just like, okay. And he goes, do you want, do you need anything? I was like, no. So whatever, call He goes, be on a flight in three hours. So I'm like, okay. So like rip my stuff, like grab my gear, like hustle, get a bag of clothes, rip to the airport. I land in Minnesota. Mark Messier is there waiting for me. So I take the flight with Mark Messier. Brings me, we told hockey stories for like three hours. I was like, well, that's a whole different podcast. And, stuff. <laughs> and uh, so he brings me to the airport. I practice the next day. I'm actually in the lineup. And then Tuesday, yeah. And I remember walking out and fans all had the rally towels. First NHL game. I get out there. There's a quick icing. I don't even, you asked about pregame. I don't even remember skating that day. I don't remember what I ate. But I remember getting out there and the fans were waving their towels. We got a quick icing. And usually for an offensive zone face-off, They'll put out the first, the top six, especially you that know. early in the game, you know, but we're the fourth line, but he goes, Hey, stay out there. So this has been about eight, nine seconds. So you'll stay out there.
1: You started the so, game.
2: Oh. No, no, no. This is just our first shift. Sorry. Okay. sorry it's sorry, just sorry. our first shift. Sorry. Yeah. But like for the offensive zone, but my centerman will act and looks at me, he goes, you want to do Sidine?" and Sadine's this little play rip right behind you, the wingers switch over yeah, top yeah. And, and you know, and I grab the puck, walk around the circle and I throw it on that and it goes in. And I remember looking at the puck go in and I was just like, okay, that's got to get called off. Like this (laughs) didn't just happen, but the whole crowd's going nuts. So they, they, they review it. They didn't like review it, but like they looked at it. Yeah. So it was first game first, shift first shot first goal it was 14 seconds into my first shift i scored my first I'm NHL goal. right then. i'm done and uh, <laughs> was, that's what i thought i was like you know what i was looking up and i was just yeah. like this isn't this isn't happening right yeah. so after the first period i had an interview with scott oak with hockey in canada and you, you get that cbc towel yeah. <laughs> so he goes you know you just broke an nhl record you mario lemieux scored 15 seconds into his first nhl shift you just scored 14 seconds in the air, and i was just like all right, I'm good. So next <laughs> shift I went, next period I went out, I fought Scott over and like three shifts in. We went toe-to-toe at center ice. I was just like, you know what? Let's just make this the best night ever.
1: Wow. And uh,
2: we ended up losing a shootout. That sucked. But uh, yeah, man, first game was uh, quite the experience for me. No shit. The people of Edmonton, this is our guy. This is our guy. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> there's some really the, – the YouTube video is great. I think it's Kelly Rudy and uh, I don't know who's doing the uh, play-by-play on them, but they're just – they do a great job commenting it, and it's uh, some of some of the most fond memories I look back on. That's unbelievable. Yes. I'm
0: <laughs> yeah. so jealous, you now. all I want to do is have a pregame skate with the team. I don't want to play a game.
2: <laughs> I know, dude. And you know what? It took me like 65 games to score number two. <laughs>
0: Like, I can't believe I you guys went out there and you guys, you guys ran an over under right away. Hey, we're yeah, running like, over under play.
2: It's like, I remember he looked at me and I was just like face off play. I was like, just get the puck to the net. Like, let's yeah, just, yeah. let's figure this out. Get know? it
0: deep. But, one, two, two. I'll change quick. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Legit. Well, pick the wager. Yeah. Well, that's sick. That kind of ruins one of my questions later in the gallery here, but, uh, <laughs> wow. okay. So who is, who is a net then? Who do you play? Here? Andre.
2: Andre Pavlik and uh yeah you can uh you can clip the video or just watch the video it goes off I believe it's Mark Stewart's stick so like it kind of ramps up and gets under his glove but you know it it just it just happens so fast and pretty much the rest of the game was a blur after that and then um you were just asking about playing at Edmonton man like we weren't great those years but they still support the team so well and we were at Old Rexall Arena, which is falling apart, but it's where all the championships were, and uh, just a cool place to live, cool place to play. It's cold as hell, but it's. uh, it's Dude, cool. live in
0: Regina for a week. <laughs> <You> live <laughs> down I, here.
2: I haven't <laughs> spent too much time in Sask, but I can imagine. Yeah, but
0: That's nice. wild. Well, he can just ask Ebbs how living Regina is. I guess he. Has oh a oh head my head. god, <laughs> that
2: guy loves that guy loves Saskatchewan more than anything. As well, he say. should, yeah. And, um, actually work. one of my, one of my good buddies, we sat together on the plane, Keith Ollie. I don't oh, even yeah. know where he's from in SAS, but he's he a, would just tell me, he would tell me about his summer. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm going back. I, I do skills on Tuesday, Thursday, and I power skate Monday, Wednesday. He's like, yeah, I ride the combine. Yeah, I can day. say that. Yeah, he <laughs> just
0: hit the fucking tractor all day.
2: Yeah, he was literally like, his off-season training. He's like, I don't open my gear until like August 15th. I, just yeah. the combine <laughs> all
0: summer. I was going to say that. I'm like, this guy doesn't start skating until the middle of August.
2: And then he gets yeah, no, Yeah, he gets he's, things going Me too, man. He was unbelievable. Yeah,
0: he's a good dude. I've golfed with him a few times last summer. He's he's a yeah, giant human. One,
2: one of my favorites, man.
0: wild. Alrighty. So now you moved from the Oilers organization to the Devils. What was that like living in New York and playing for an organization like that?
2: Man, Jersey was cool. So I always give Taylor Hall, um, props and credit whenever I tell stories like this, because, uh, Edmonton made the decision not to re-sign me and they had already traded Taylor. So, or maybe one of the other happened first, but um, he went to Jersey and Ray Shero, it was right before the trade deadline. Right. I think it was the day before or two days before and Ray Shero asked Taylor if he needs any, if he needed anything. And he said, go check in on Luke Azdick. And so the first call I had when, um, you know, when, uh, when free agency came calling was, uh, was Jersey and I didn't know anything about Jersey, man. Like I grew up in Toronto, like I watched a lot of Canadian teams, but I know they won. They won three cups, but like, I didn't know anything about the New Jersey Devils or. You started watching like Jersey that. Shore. <laughs> yeah, like I literally had no. I didn't even know where New, uh, New Jersey was, to be honest. Like I, I just had so much to figure out. And um, yeah, signed there, and it ended up being great. It was up and down. Like I started up there, I broke my foot real early, but. I have nothing but good things to say about the organization there. Ray Sherrill was like the coolest GM ever. Very honest um, or fourth, uh, fourth, And uh, obviously I had Taylor there with me and we had a good dressing room with some older guys, Andy Green and Travis Zajac and these guys and PA Parenton, Kevin Quincy. We had a bunch of like old vets that don't, uh, don't want to call them old. sorry, <laughs> Older vets. Right. But uh, it was a cool place to live, and we lived in Hoboken, or Jersey City, which is, like, right across the Hudson River from New York, so, like, we could hang out on that side of the shore, we could go into the city, into Manhattan, and it was uh, it was just a really cool, cool place to play, I mean, I got sent down to Albany about halfway through the year and didn't come back up till the end, Albany's not the not the prettiest place on planet earth not gonna lie that was one of my low spots but um but playing in jersey was really cool and uh i have nothing but fond memories of that hmm.
0: that's sweet yeah Jay, i want to ask this question now because you know we, we do talk a lot of golf and we are a golf podcast yes, with hockey and sports but we have to ask do you golf at all
2: i do casually not um Not as much as a lot of my former teammates and and current buddies do, but I never say no. That's, that's the way I talk about golf is like, I'll rarely, you know, book and organize, you know, tee times and foursomes, but uh, I live on a golf course back here in Toronto, like just outside Toronto. And, um, I rarely say no to uh, to someone calling me and going out. I love the game. I wish I was better. I'm a big power lefty. Uh, Slice the ball pretty good with the driver, but uh, still, yeah, still, working on that mid rate that mid range game. Anything from like 175 to about 100 is is where I'm where I'm lacking. Oh, so that range trying- loop, that's a fire <laughs> zone. I got, I got some bad shoulders. I, I've had four surgeries on my shoulders, so uh, taking a lot of grass on those fairways. Doesn't, uh, doesn't feel too good, but I'm working on it.
0: Fair enough. Well, as was going how often do you play? So would you say you're in that 15 to 30 rounds a year kind of guy?
2: Well, I'd say, yeah, yeah. 15, 15 is probably right around it, I'd say. Uh, but nice. I, I just, I do a lot of charity ones too. Right. Like right. most, most of them are like charity scrambles and stuff like that in the summer. And, um tournaments like that and then we'll have you know a couple rounds a month with me and my buddies where we're just going out and whacking away and um i just play here in and and around toronto and i always love getting out there and getting on the cart with the boys i I think i like the idea of golf more than i actually like golfing so it's like playing hockey (laughs) yeah i I, all pretty much yeah
0: okay so Speaking of details, the left-hand shot, number nine, P91, black tape curve, Derek Roy. I noticed the video, and then you had a video with Rich yeah. Uh, These post up, and I believe they revolve around food and restaurants. Um, I could be way off, but can you elaborate what the hell you're doing? Uh, explain it. Is, is it a business? Is it a video vlog? Fill me in.
2: Man, it's so funny. People always, people have been asking me this stuff. They're like, what is this? Did you sign with someone? And honestly, it's, it's uh, just an idea I had was to essentially do like a live podcast, a short live podcast, anywhere like max 10 minutes, um, but find a former athlete or hockey player. Or I even know some musicians here in Toronto, uh, but we're going to start with hockey players. And I asked them like, you know, one of their favorite spots to go eat. And then we just go there and we interview the chef and go eat some good food and like, you know, just sit down Then we talk like food and hockey and it's like life and very short, short cuts and short transitions. And I think Rich's was about seven minutes and Derek's was about nine minutes. Right. Um, And yeah, it's just, man, I I love cooking. I love eating and I love talking hockey. And there was so much time in the pandemic where I was just like, how do I work all these together? And I ended up meeting this really cool content team, uh, a couple of younger kids that went to uh, Ryerson here in Toronto. And we, I floated the idea to them and they're like, all right, let's do it. So we've been contacting local restaurants and different guys and it's tough during the year because there's a lot of guys that are still playing, but we have a couple of cool ones lined up for the summer. Um, I don't have it sponsored or anything. It's, this is just all, this is just my project that that's, awesome. I, you know, I found the kids and the kids have been helping me, but, you know, it's, it's, it's all funded by us. And um, we're just looking to probably get some sponsorships or something. And I just think it's such a cool idea. Like everyone's getting into this food thing. Uh, I think food is such a content crazy thing right now. And if you can combine some hockey talk or some, you know, just a good conversation while you're sitting there having a good meal, I think it it provides great content. So I'm going to make a couple and see what happens. And like I said, man, I'm just kind of bored. Like I have a lot of free time on my hands. So (laughs) I'm like, why not try to work on some stuff that I actually like doing and see if it takes off? And you know, if it doesn't, then I tried and I made a couple. So, you know,
0: yeah, I mean, we talk about hot dogs, so it's perfect. I mean, you're killing that already. You're beating us in that content side of things. Yeah. <laughs> <Have a> good- <laughs> <laughs> see, that's, that's that's a cool story. Actually, I feel like we don't even ask that enough. Like, where do you guys eat on the road? This and that, like, that's, that'd be kind of good questions to like yeah. even see. Like, hey, Jason Palmerville, where, where do you where do you eat when you're in LA? You know, like I think yeah. that's a cruel, cool, just a cruel cool topic. Maybe he said the mac and cheese factory. Who knows? Like, I don't know. I,
2: yeah. Like, and that's kind of why where I was trying to take it. Like, everyone's been asking me, like, is this a food show or a sports show? And I'm like, I want to try to make it both. And we start talking food. And then once we start talking hockey, just yeah, you can, hockey. like, me and Derek sat there. We started talking food. Yeah. And once hockey came up, we, we sat there for like two hours. They had to cut, they cut yeah. like an hour in. They're like, guys, this is too much. We have, we have way more than we need.
0: You're like, way past your quota of 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, like so. That's I mean, it's,
2: it's been more of hockey talk, but I, I do love the food aspect too, for sure.
0: All right, so we'll backpack off of this. Um, hold on, on. You, Turner, Turner's in a, we'll, we'll invite you down. Turner will take you to our country corner donuts and we'll talk about donuts. Uh... And <laughs> there you go. We'll
2: make who are we taking out. Who's the guest in Sask, as as though? Exactly. I know, Turner, you take me there, but is there. No, we'll take Low Silly,
0: Cole Cylinder, Cole Cylinder. Hey, oh, right, we'll okay, there we yeah. go, man. And
2: that's this is literally the thing I'm talking about. Is like everyone gives me these great ideas. Oh, you should take so and so to this place in this city. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have the budget for that. But like, that'd be great if I could be like, let's go to Edmonton and eat here with Leon Dreisaitl. Or like, you know, let's go here. So I'll see where it goes, man. I think it's a cool idea. And I'm just hoping someone takes an interest in it and see where it oh, goes from there.
0: Absolutely. I'll take you to the country corner. This is an ad here. We'll get you an egg salad sandwich, a Boston cream donut and a large peach juice. It'll cost us 11 bucks. And there we go. But you know, hey, great. I'll cover it. I'll cover 11 yeah. bucks and then we're good. And then we'll do yeah, so- it and then we'll collab perfect yeah sounds great
2: boys that sounds great
0: <laughs> so i'll backpack off of this so when you're on the road where's one place where you're like okay fuck i have to go eat here like did you ever find a place like that to go eat
2: oh man that's such a good question Catfish club edmonton yeah. cactus club edmonton jasper avenue um no you're catching me off the top of my head right now i'd have to think about this there's a place in new york that i really got to love and know um it's called american whiskey and it's right across from madison square garden or kind of in in manhattan um i ended up getting to meet the owner there. a big devil's fan so i have to shout out them i'd be there all the time whatever team i played for on the road i would be there um and then oh, i'd have to say I don't know, man. You're catching me off <laughs> uh, off guard here. I'll, uh, like I'll Is it it? McDonald's because like the the, ch- the Cheney, We used to go to a lot of the Cheney restaurants, right? Like we go to yeah. Nobu in L.A. and like it was amazing, yeah. But it was more just for like the boys being there and yeah. eating some sushi and stuff. But I'll have to think about that because there were some really good spots. <laughs> Nashville always had good uh, good eats, and uh, Dallas has great eats. Uh, Tampa's got great eats, so there were different. Uh, I would just say cities rather than. Um, restaurants that i can think of in general i love it
0: question for the gallery
2: question from the gallery
0: all right off to our segment called questions from the gallery sponsored by rubber co rubber co was founded in 2021 it's made of 100 recycled tires and has tons to offer Offer rubber parking blocks speed bumps gym flooring matting and now our new hockey devices the deflector check out the website www.rubberco.com on social media at rubberco and you can call as well at 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber. All right, Luke. Did Luke freeze on us? I think he froze on us. He's back. No. Oh. we're okay. back. Am I still here? Right. You're, yeah, there. I'm good. You're there. Did you hear the ad? You heard it, right? Yeah, I got
2: you. I got I heard the whole thing.
0: Okay. Rubber crow. All right. Let's go. Favorite beverage after rounder round or golf.
2: Uh Ice cold lager. Like a good, crisp, clean, cold <laughs> lager. <laughs> would love Europe then. That
0: was a happy jumble at. Yeah. yeah. Crit, cold cut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. Rip. All right. Who's the who's the toughest guy you ever fought? Oh, good question.
2: Mm. I'll go Brian McGrath. Big urn Yeah, bigger man. I've never felt when when he grabbed me. I've never felt someone that strong in my in my whole career. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I signed in the league that he retired from his last year hockey, and I was Mm -hmm. looking at videos right before I went, and I was like, "Fuck, what am I getting myself into?" Like, (laughs) I know. But it's it's over the years. It's become more of a more skilled league and everything, and not too many meatballs like him anymore. So yeah, worked out. All right. You play with a young team at Edmonton, Luke. Best locker room story slash prank?
2: Mm. Well, locker room story, that's uh, probably, probably top. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe off the record. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I thought we had a good prank one time. You know what we used to send i I don't want to say this is the first one that comes to mind Oscar clef love him to death but not the brightest kid every now and then and so we had blue and white helmets we would religiously send them out with the wrong helmet like for games and practices like we would all be wearing blue helmets and like for practice and i'd be i'd be like hey uh, um I'd be like Oscar, it's white today. And he'd walk out and he'd do it. We did it like like four or five times. And it just never got old. Everyone would be skating around and coach would be like, Hey, Oscar's got his wrong bucket on again. <laughs> <laughs> That's like unreal. religiously, man. Like it's just like I got him like five times.
0: Jeez, Look in the mirror. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brad. All Alrighty. So you got to play with Ryan Smith. What was it like playing with that legend? Mm-hmm
2: unbelievable um you, I, I mean a kid growing up in canada he's captain can you see him play every world championship for the last yeah. 20 years and then i'm in the dress he was actually the first guy when i walked into the room at rexall with my bag over my shoulder and my sticks in my hand he was the first guy standing there you know everyone wears this like tight under armor gitch now like everyone's got yeah. like the skin tight stuff he was still wearing that like old school blue like, blue thorn- Baggy, like Long sleeve stuff. Yeah. I just remember walking in, and I was just like, This guy is a veteran. Yeah, like, vintage. He shook my hand right away. He's like, Ryan, nice to meet you. I'm like, Yeah, like I know. You have to... <laughs> uh, you have an autograph? But he just like he took me under his wing, kind of. He was so nice. Like, he was he was cool. And then in his last uh, I'll tell you a quick story, in his last NHL game ever, it was at Rexall. He used like something like 50 sticks. So like Every shift and like warm up, he was doing all these different sticks. And his stick is really weird. It's that warrior two piece with a wood blade. blade. And he signed. I got him. He, he signed the whole blade for me, and um, that it's hanging up in my house in Nobleton right now, just outside Toronto. And it's like one of my most prized possessions. He was one of my one of my faves. You should have got his gloves with those six inch cups. Buddy, it's up to you. It's glove and elbow <laughs> pad
0: combined. Imagine putting bubble drum on those fingertips. Uh,
2: yeah. the full elbow in there.
0: That's wild. That's pretty cool, though. I always wonder. I, I, I think when I watched the Gretzky one, when he was like 81 sticks or whatever it was, or 90 sticks. And yeah. Then, and then now you say that story. That's kind of cool for you know a guy to take that up. Like, yeah, obviously, he's playing his last game and still wants to play hard. but Yeah, for sure. It's more than a game at that point, I think.
2: Yeah.
0: So, okay. Um, ultimate foursome on the golf course. Anyone?
2: Ooh, um, my. Let's say I'm gonna go my 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 best friend. My I'm gonna go my dad. I'm gonna go my favorite hockey player Wendell Clark, and I'm gonna go my favorite golfer Tiger Woods.
0: Calvin to Jackson. Love that. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, Wendell played in Toronto when you were growing up. Uh, yeah. He's my favorite
2: guy, too. I mean, and he was, like, I, I don't want to sound like a phony saying that because, like, I don't remember, like, even going to watch him. I just remember him being there, and I remember right, seeing yeah. his electricity. And then as I started watching more and more highlights, and, like, I got to know him, and now yeah, I have even more respect for him now. He's the best Leaf cap. Well. Yeah, I'll say best Leaf captain of all time. I really liked – I grew up watching Matt Sundin, too. So I know they're completely different players, but yeah. Wendell was like – Wendell was my guy who was, I used to, you know, mod, try to model my game after. the
0: nail, too. It or so was a nail. Tough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was one guy, like,
0: growing up, I was very fortunate to be around a lot of hockey names and stuff like that. Like, I got the meet Vetchkin and Sid and those guys, but, like, one guy that stuck out to me where I was actually, like, starstruck was meeting Wendell Clark, which yes. is crazy.
2: Yeah, we, uh, here, I'll just keep telling you more stories. Absolutely. Than we uh, we filmed that, well, we didn't film it, but we did that movie Ice Guardians. Yeah. Um, that came out a number of years ago and the premiere was in Toronto. The initial premiere was in Toronto. And so that's my hometown. There's like 450 people at this premiere. and We had a hot stove on the stage after. And so there was 10 of us, everyone that was in the movie and I was on the far end. So they're asking questions around and they passed the mic to me and they said, Luke, like, how do you feel about, um, you know, about you being the only active player still in the NHL um, in this movie? And I remember grabbing the mic and I was just like, you know what? i'm in toronto and i'm sitting on the stage with my idol and i've never met him before so i just want to introduce myself to wendell clark so i put the mic down and like had to go i walked across the stage and like Same. shook my i'm like i'm like because i don't know if i'm going to be able to get this chance again so right had to shake his hand and like we. that's the only time i've ever met him okay. i just had to go sh- i shook his hand he's like hey good job kid keep going and like went back i'm like okay so what was the question sorry like <laughs> yeah. so- but uh, yeah, it was the only time I've met him I, I was super starstruck though as well. Like I was like, this is uh this is a legend right here.
0: That was a cool movie, and like not obviously biased with my cousin was there. That's kind of cool. But like so filming that, you would have asked those questions. and I remember the one question I for who it was, they hated the word like goon, and it's more of an enforcer role, which it is a role, and like people that yeah. understand hockey know that it's an enforcer, but people that call them goons. I don't really respect that either. So That was kind of cool that I watched that part and see your your guys' thoughts on it.
2: Yeah. There's always goon and, like, the word fighter, too, I hated, too. I was like, you know what, you can say enforcer. I I like the word tough guy. Like, I think tough guy's enforcer. Enforcer is very, like, makes it sound like so much of a role. I guess there's, like, goal scores and whatever this and that. But just goon and whenever someone says, oh, so you're a fighter, eh? I'm just like... You know give me a little more than that, you yeah,
0: know. Yeah, like what people really don't know is like the casual fan that like they watch hockey but they don't really get like the details of hockey is that like guys in the NHL are good hockey players. Like yeah. Like they yeah yeah skills, like, even they those guys to that, be able to play hockey.
2: Yeah even those guys that just fought, and they say, oh, All you can do is fight. You still have to be able to get down and up the ice and yeah. be able to like stick handle and get the puck out of your zone. Okay, exactly. These do things the for are very tough. And I, I give everyone that's why I, I wanted to be a part of that movie. I give everyone that's ever done this role a lot of credit because it's not yeah. easy.
0: Fuck. I can't imagine. Uh, crazy. <laughs> I actually have a, I have a video on my phone. I don't know who it is, but it's the last clip of the movie where they ask him, like, Would you ever do it again? Oh, it's Good Kelly Chase. Kelly, Kelly Chase. yeah. yeah. Kelly Chase. He's
2: a fast guy too. Yeah.
0: Unreal, unreal quote though, where just like where he's like got tears in his eyes, and he's like just with a little more fire.
2: Yeah, like, buddy. I, I just got chills thinking that every time yeah. I watch the movie, you know, I guess, you know, a clip I'm talking about. It. Right?
0: Yeah, I get choked. It's the very last yeah.
2: thing I get choked up every time. Good, yeah, uh, that it, uh, it actually voice. choked me up,
0: and I like I'd never been in the role, but I know what it what it does to guys, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wild. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I had a I had a question um okay here's one because we just brought up about getting up and down the isis and that so let's talk about uh who's one guy you play with that just f- blew up drills just drill buster
2: oh man don't tell him i said this but it's probably halsey no i believe it i 100 well, really but like oh, yeah. we're not on a podcast that's going live <laughs> no he probably snapped I said that. I just remember him messing up a couple of drills, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone religiously that would do this. Maybe maybe Benoit Pouliot or like Teddy Purcell, Neil Yakupov. Uh, oh, oh, there you go. There's your ancestor <laughs> there <it is>. there, <laughs> there's, you, you just did it. you just did it for me. Yeah, like it could be like, hey, go straight like go skate straight down and, and shoot on the net and he would like go left and right and then go shoot down. You're like, dude, we just talked about this like five <laughs> seconds <you know>? ago. <laughs> so like uh I, I he's one of the first ones that comes to mind. Honestly, we had some beauty we had some beauties on that on those early Oilers teams. There's there's a couple guys there. All right I got my I got my question back.
0: What was it like doing live TV with mean Gene Principe? Oh yeah.
2: Man, it's been great. I uh I wasn't sure how it was going to go over. Like they cold called me and like asked me if I wanted to come in and do some, some of that work. And, uh, I'd never been on TV before. I'd never done anything like this. I have not even done radio, like nothing. So they're like, be at the studio. And and it, the great thing is it's in Toronto. So right. when the team, when the team goes on the road, Gene flies to Toronto, it's like 20 minutes from my condo downtown. So I just meet him there. But they put me on the desk in a suit, and it was like five minutes to live. And the producer's like, "All right, we're five minutes alive." I'm like, "Wait, what? What? what What's going on here? What what camera do I look?" They're like, "Just Just go for it. Like, we'll just see how you do." I'm like, "People go to like school for this. Like, this is like." And so, like, my I remember my first one. I was so nervous, but like Gene's like an absolute pro. He, uh, He like steers the conversation one way, and like he's great with the clips and everything. And um. It took me probably two or three, four games before I started getting my feet wet. And then we were like 12, 14 games in. And then it was just literally, I wasn't even making notes anymore. We were just having a conversation. So uh, he's a pro and it's pretty fun working live. Live TV is no joke, man. It's uh, It was fun though. And you know what? It's right here in Toronto. I don't really have to travel that much. So it's a, you just sit there and like you're in the studio with, you know, Anthony Stewart, and Elliot Friedman and, you know, Kevin BX and these guys and, you just sit around and drink coffee and watch Hawk, just talk yeah. about it. Like yeah. what's, that's awesome. what's better or not, right. So it's just like, uh, hockey. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like
0: yeah. When you play with better players, you become better yourself.
2: Yeah. Legit. So, um, no, it's been, it's been a cool experience. I'm looking cool. at getting some more, some more games here and then all probably not playoffs here, but probably in the, in the new year. Well,
0: that's awesome, man. Okay. I have two more. If you have more rip, uh, okay. Rookie dinner bill. What was the highest rookie bill you, you, you saw?
2: On mine, to be honest, I think uh... she's we were in New York City, so that's not a cheap one. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, it was under 10 K, but it was. It was up there it was uh i remember calling bank of america and being like please let this charge go through oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i remember swiping it first in the waitress i was just like this is absolutely not going to work i think my limit's 250 dollars not 20 not, not five grand like. yeah. and i remember calling bank of america i was like just one time charge only just let it go through please <laughs> uh so yeah it was uh honestly though I, I would pay that one again it was one of the most Looking back, one of the most fun nights of my career in New York City with the Oilers uh for a rookie. Hey, can you stop oh, my dogs barking dogs barking out there? All
0: right. Well, we got one more here. Luke, we don't want to keep it too long. Um, this one we usually end the podcast with is you know, just you know, a piece of advice for a young listener today, you know, what whether it takes to you know make it on TV or the National Hockey League or doctor, lawyer or whatever it is, uh, just some advice for a young listener today.
2: And it's the most cliche thing too. It's just like control whatever you can control. I I always worried about like the outside mindset, what people were saying and thinking uh, about me, but just do you, be yourself. And um, man, just from, from my own personal experience, like I was never the the most skill there's no. there's no way i should have played 11 years professionally in four years 150 games in the nhl like there's no way if you would have saw me when i was younger just uh do you uh don't really give a shit what anyone else says or even your teammates if they don't think you're cool or something you know just like do you control what you can control and just keep grinding and if you if you love it and you're having fun with it then continue to do it if you're not then maybe you should look for something different, but just have fun with it and work your bag off and, you know, everything will kind of fall into place. It's
0: awesome. Look, I have one more question. What's your, uh, your sweater. What's your sweater mean there?
2: Oh, uh, I, uh, this was last weekend in Edmonton. I wore this uh, hockey helps the homeless, uh, organization that has uh, games all across Canada. Uh, last week we were in Terwilliger, uh, just, uh, us in in south edmonton so the next one is at the end of the month in toronto and it's a great organization that you can uh look up and and check out they have games all over the country
0: that's awesome man okay uh luke man i had a blast today i I know rip did we appreciate coming on you know kind of short notice and we're happy uh we could do this and
2: i hope we can do it down the road yeah anytime boys thanks for having me and uh cheers take care Okay. okay bye guys
0: Last Mountain Distilleries, spring seasonal releases are here. They have a ton of great options for this spring and summer, like Hibiscus Lime Vodka, Sweet Tea Vodka, Local Coconut Vodka, and Local Watermelon Vodka. With the nice weather coming, it's time to get out on the patio and enjoy a taste of Saskatchewan from Last Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. Keep an eye out for the ready-to-drink beverages, Raspberry Mojito, Gin Fizz, and Mango Seltzer, which are coming soon. Can't make it out to the distillery in Lumsden? No problem. Their products are available online or at most retailers across the province. Head to LastMountainDistillery.com to learn more. Alrighty, episode 118 with Luke Gazdick, uh, former NHLer. Was a interview. Yep, I had fun with it. Go 15 times a year, he says. Ultimate force. i was kind of cool. His dad, his best friend, and Tiger Woods. Wood. Oh, yeah. His dad, favorite hockey player, and uh, Tiger Woods. So that was cool. Sasky boy, not Tiger Woods. the yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the things we talked about. Rookie dinner. Oscar Clefwam. <laughs> yeah. Colorblind. No Yakupov, Yakupov, Halsey. <laughs> Colored blind. Taylor Hall. Drill Buster. Ryan Smith's cuffs. <laughs> Using fifty sticks. Yeah. Sign the whole thing. Um, yeah, just a good dude though. Like I think I think he'll be a good a good face for T V. Uh good voice too. Like he's he's intelligent. He knows the game. He played the hardest part of the game, I think. I think goalie's pretty tough, but playing in the hard areas of fighting. Okay, Getting punched in the head. Yeah. Having to show up for one of those. Um, so kudos to that. Played in Erie, not with McDavid. So don't get excited there. But uh, no, it was uh, Ryan O'Reilly, though. That's a nail, too, I think. Yep. So uh, 118. Manzanite this week. You playing Manzanite? No, sir, got to go get a COVID test. All right, you're flying out of the country, going to Los Angeles. Yeah. we are going to Palm Springs, right? Palm Springs, but going into LA a couple times. So you got to make sure you just some content, though, on the story. What kind of content? At the game, crushing a dog. I'm a fucking hot dog during an LA Kings game. What do you have? Hot dog. I said, I'm going oh, to. Oh, I was like, <laughs> <you're> boxing <laughs> nachos <laughs> or exactly. like off semi-pro? Are those from home? Like I hope I get put in the Jumbotron <laughs> and slug a beer back. That'd be sick. Oh, Let's You and Luke, yeah. that'd be unreal. Yeah. Um, maybe you'll see Madonna. Sure. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike Madonna. <laughs> oh, That's funny. Uh, that was okay. It was brutal, brutal, but yeah, great, ex- no, great execution fired. though. That was good. Okay. So, uh, you didn't have fun there. Yeah. And yeah, like content for sure. You're golfing, yeah, for sure. Story golf. I'll be golfing lots. Hopefully, your clubs come, Michael. <laughs> yeah. The post show is brought to you by Molson Coors, Dave Stewart and the boys. I saw Stewart the other day. Went to really, the, yeah. There's, the, there's rumor mill. They got some new seltzers coming out. Really? Yes, yeah, sir. There it is. Okay. Uh, well, this is episode 118. I'm tired of talking today. Hope I've enjoyed the interview. Turner, is a pleasure to have you back in house here. Um, have a fun, safe trip. I won't see uh I mean, I'll see you tomorrow because drops. If not, golf it up. Lots of content, stories, you and your dad. Um, have fun at the game. Yeah. We'll talk to you I'm next week. Ex- I'm more excited about the baseball game. But yeah. What game? Dodgers vs Phillies. It's cool. Sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Dodgers and the famous whites. There it is. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Episode 118. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Turn it Talk next week. You bet. Everyone else, peace. See ya.